0: Truly, the Lord has blessed us to be in this holy place on this Lord's Day morning. To my friend, my brother, the beloved and esteemed pastor of this church, the Reverend Dr. Cofield. I'm indebted to you, Pastor, uh, for the privilege to stand here this morning and then your gracious offer to baptize my granddaughter. Um you didn't have to be that kind and I want to say thank you in the presence of your people. Thank you for your graciousness. Uh, let me thank him also for blessing <clears throat> the Wolverine State Missionary Baptist Convention of Michigan. Uh, He blessed us tremendously uh, with our pastors. And then I'm just so uh, happy and glad about the work God is doing through him here at Good Hope. Um, Amen. Um, You know, we've shared and um, we have some common convictions about the direction of the church, particularly in at this present age and discipleship is what we must be focused on and I am so happy to have a brother who shares that same conviction. Pastor, we've known each other for a number of years and uh, I'm just honored to be here honored to be here. My son is with me today, uh, the Reverend Zachariah Johnson from Fort Worth, Texas. He's at the Bethlehem Baptist Church uh, in Mansfield, Minister of Education there, and we're glad that he is with us. Give me a G major. I need the old I i now. Mmm. Two! we've come to worship you but we've come because we need you we need to hear a word from you today for in the midst of this world with so much clamor so many voices seeking to claim our attention would you allow us to hear your voice for truly there is no voice like thine that peace can afford. Now, Lord, I'm privileged to stand as the vessel for this moment, and I need you to do what you do for me, focus my mind, frame my thoughts, and fix my words so that what happens in these moments, first and foremost, would be pleasing to you and it is my humble desire that you would see fit to use these words for the edification of all who would hear. Thank you for your presence among us. Now, Lord, I realize that I am but an earthen vessel, so therefore I need the constant covering of your grace and mercy so that none of my faults and failures, deficiencies, or impediments would get in the way of what it is you desire to do here in these moments. This is your servant's prayer. In the name of Jesus, the Christ, we pray. Amen. Truly, it is good to be home in Houston and to be here. Most of us desire to be connected to something or somebody. Oftentimes, we use these connections to give some definition to our lives. In fact, we hope to be well-connected. And these, these connections, give, they give us meaning. They give us purpose, security, and fulfillment. Yeah. Many people will boast and brag about their financial connections. Some brag about their professional connections. Others brag about their political Connections and yet others, their social and some even their fraternal connections. Some brag about their genealogical connections and some even brag about their ecclesiastical connections. Now, none of these connections are bad. None of them are bad. The only problem is they fall short in bringing us what we really need need. They fall short because they are temporal at best. But I know a connection that never disappoints, that never falls short of bringing meaning, purpose, security, and fulfillment. And this is especially true for the disciple. There is a connection That really matters. Jesus says these words as he is headed to the cross and he's bringing the final scene of his earthly journey in vision, in sight, in view. He says in that 15th chapter of the gospel according to John, I am the true vine. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. Skipping down to the 8th verse, By this my Father is glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. In in, in light of the text, Jesus reveals to us the connection that really matters. And that's what I want to talk about as the Holy Spirit would guide us today, the connection that really matters. Now I'm going to go back again because I know that perhaps um, you are bothered by the list that I gave because this world will cause us to seek after uh, financial and professional, political, social, fraternal geological and ecclesiastical connections, and we use that on our resumes. But I've came to tell you that beyond all of that, there is a connection that really matters. Now, if I was in Detroit, I would tell my media ministry to play the amens at a certain point. And now when I'm not in Detroit, sometimes I, I expose the psychological idiosyncrasy that I have, and that is I'll talk to myself if people don't talk to me. So if I say amen lights and walls, it means you missed an opportunity <laughs> to say amen. When I look at this, I looked at, I looked at the text, and, and, and it's a familiar text, but <clears throat> it's a text that challenges us As disciples, this is not a text about salvation. This is a text about serving. This is a text about discipleship. Number one, the reason why this connection really matters is that it is the only connection that is genuine. Where did you get that from? Jesus says, I am the true vine. I am the true vine now implied in that is a warning beware of false vines amen i mean you know there there are false connections that people want you to find yourself entangled with and False connections like popularity or fame or or even uh, some social media kind of uh, presence or or worldly success, but Jesus says, "I am the true vine." Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, now that's important because again, he didn't say he was the only vine, but he did say, "I am the true vine." Now I'm going to say that again because there are people who are connected to things that are not true. Amen, lights and walls. He says, I am the true vine, amen, true. That word true is alathinos in the Greek. And he says, I am the real thing. And, and listen here, I am the real thing. I, if I had a witness in the house, they would help me say that there is nothing fake about Jesus. Yes, nothing, nothing fallacious about Jesus. Nothing fictitious about Jesus. Amen. Do I have a witness here? Amen. Now, now I realize that we're in the world of knockoffs. Don't look at anybody, look at me. I realize that we're in the world that, 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 that we can't tell the difference between a cubic zirconia relationship and a diamond relationship. You see, but, but Jesus is authentic. Am I talking to anybody here? Amen. Jesus, I don't care what the History Channel says. I I, I don't care what some talking head on television says. Jesus is authentic. Dr. Cofield, I began to look at that. He's not just authentic. He's objectively authentic. Amen. That, that means that, that he needs no qualifier outside of himself. He is absolutely authentic. Hello, somebody. He's not partially authentic. He is absolutely, he is without a doubt authentic. Amen. In the little town that I was born in, and in the first church I attended, my grandmother's church, great-grandmother's church in Brazoria, Texas, in a little white frame building, uh, they would say he's shown sure enough authentic. Jesus is authentic because he is all he claims to be. That's what makes something authentic. It has to meet all of that which it claims to be. How many of you know that Jesus is all he claims to be? If you know anything about the gospel of John, you'll find some statements of Jesus' claim he is the bread of life. Amen. Feeding the hungry soul. He is the light of the world dissipating our darkness. He is the door providing entry and security. He is the good shepherd who leads and provides. He is the resurrection and the life which allows us to get back on our feet again. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the true vine he is all he claims to be if i had a little time maybe maybe i need to say it like we said in our culture he he's a way out of no way he's amen he he's he's a bridge over troubled waters uh, amen. I, I just need somebody who's found him to be that. Amen. He, he's truly water in dry places. Amen. He's a shelter in the time of storm. Amen. He is a doctor in the sick room. He's a lawyer in the courtroom. Somebody say he's all of that and more. He is all of what he claims to be. So the first thing is that this connection really matters because it's the only connection That is genuine. But secondly, it's the only connection that brings divine care. Jesus says, my father is the vine dresser. Now, don't miss it. My father is the vine dresser. It is the vine dresser who uh, tends to the branches, the vine dresser who sustains and who watches over the branches, the vine dresser cares for the branches. Now, let me tell you why you should have got excited about that. It is the vine dresser who gives his attention to the branches. Has you, have you ever thought about the ultimate wonderful reality that you have God's attention? I'm going to say it again. Have you thought about that, that God is superintending over your life, that when other folk aren't paying you any attention, that 24-7, God has his eye on you? I wish I had somebody here, not just when you are in trouble, but 24-7, he's the vine dresser. Amen. He cares for the vine. He cares for the vine and that's so important because in your lonely hours, you can make it when you know that he sees you. When your heart is broken, you can make it when you know that he sees you. I wish I had a witness here. Amen. Amen. When, when you know that, in fact, if you don't know that, let me ask you to wait a few moments before you ever sing again, his eye is on the sparrow. I mean, if, if you don't know that, don't, don't, don't test the lie in your singing. Amen. Because his eye is on the sparrow and I need some help right here. And I know, do I have any folk who know, I know he watches over me. Well, the third thing is that, um, uh, number one, not only is this connection uh, genuine, it is the only connection that is genuine, it is the only connection that that provides divine care, but it's the only connection that brings the best out of you. Now, where'd you get that from? I'm glad you asked me. Because in the text... It says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he, the vine dresser, takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, now stay with me because I know that you're bothered by this text. You're bothered by it because First of all, he says, every branch that bears not fruit, the word not there in the Greek is may, which is the conditional negative, not absolute negative, which means that under certain conditions, which I had a witness here. But then the problem is this takes away. That's a problem. But I already told you, if you were listening, that this is not about salvation. This is about service. And then when he used the the preposition in me, that is uh, E-N, transliteration in the Greek, which means a permanently fixed location. Am I talking to anybody here? Now now hang with me here because because how he brings the best out of you, number one, he examines. Number two, he elevates. Number three, he eliminates. He examines. He examines. He is constantly looking at your life. Aren't you surprised that God is looking at you to see what you are producing? Aren't you surprised that God is examining your life? Now, I know a lot of us, we think that God only examines us when we come to good hope. Preach by yourself, Pastor. That, that he examines us only when we get to the altar. Amen. And, and, and God, though, is examining our life to see the condition of our lives. And when he finds that there is no fruit, he elevates. You see that phrase, takes away, is the Greek word uh, a, aero, which means arrow, he lifts. Hmm. Aeroplane? He lifts. Now, if I had some gardeners here, they would know that if you have a tomato uh, vine, the last thing you want it to do is to run in the ground. For if it runs along the ground. It will mold and it will catch all kind of, of uh, it will rot running through the ground. And what you do, if you want tomatoes, you lift up the vine. Y'all ain't hearing me. And, and, and when you look at the text, what Jesus is saying, that when the father sees that you aren't bearing fruit, he lifts you up from the dirt of life. That, that, that you might be able to bear fruit. Now, I know you, 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 you don't like that because some of us like laying where we are. But oftentimes, amen, amen, where we are laying in life, amen, prevents us from bearing fruit. And you're upset because God lifted you from some stuff. Oh, wait a minute. Do I have a witness here that you are glad that God elevated you from some stuff? I need some once was folk in here. Anybody, anybody glad that you are not running, amen, in the same old dirt you, y'all ain't talking to me here. Anybody glad that he elevates you? He elevates you. He elevates you. He elevates you, he elevates you, but watch this, watch this, watch this. He elevates you to bring you closer to the sun. The S-U-N. But spiritually, the S-O-N. I can't speak for you. But there was a time that I was comfortable in some low-down things. I can't talk for you because you've been up all your life. But do I have any cousins in the house? I need do I have anybody here, amen, that, that you you got some once-was stories, amen. You you ain't been, and excuse my grammar, you ain't been sitting in good hope every Sunday morning, amen. You haven't been a beacon or been a praise team singer. Oh, y'all don't want to hear me, amen. I ain't calling your name. You better say amen or, folk, or no, I'm talking about you, amen. That, that, aren't you glad that God has lifted you? Brought you closer to the sun. Can I, can I take this little digression right quick? Just, di- just digress just a little bit. That, that You know, we, we want to talk about a fresh revelation. There is no fresh revelation. There is greater illumination. And you only get greater illumination as you get closer to the light. The closer you get to the light, the brighter the light seems to be and you begin to see what you hadn't seen before. I wish I had a witness here. Am I talking to anybody here? I, I, now, anybody know that God will lift you up? I need somebody wave your hand. Tell your neighbor, he lifted me. But then, but then, but then not only does he examine and he, he elevates, but he eliminates and oh, this bothers me because he says the branch that bears fruit, he prunes it. Now, why would you bother something that bears fruit? The problem is, is that uh, the branch that's bearing fruit uh, has, it has not reached its potential. And the reason why it has not reached its potential, because there are a lot of leaves and you see, and 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 when you when you when you have a grapevine or a tomato vine, uh, you, you you don't have it for leaves. Y'all ain't hearing me. You, you you want grapes or tomatoes? Y'all ain't talking to me here. And you see, leaves look good, but they don't do nothing. And I know that's bad grammar, but, but y'all hear me? Uh, uh, amen. Lee, anybody, it, don't look at them, but look at me. Anybody know some folk, they look good, but they ain't worth a dime. They got a lot of leaves in their life. And, and the problem with a lot of leaves it, is that they draw the life-giving, the fruit-producing sap just to look good that could be used to bear fruit. So the vine dresser takes his divine scissors and begins to clip some stuff away. He begins to clip some stuff away that looks good, but but it ain't producing anything. He he begins to clip Amen some some things away that you're spending your energy on but it's not for the kingdom. Y'all ain't talking to me here. He he begins to clip amen some some places away that you frequent that really have nothing to do with the kingdom. Y'all ain't talking to me here. He he begins to clip some people away. Amen. That hey, y'all, y'all. I know y'all weren't gonna help me with that. Amen. You wonder why they don't call you anymore? God clipped them. Hello. You wonder why they don't answer your email? God clipped them. Do I have a witness here? You upset that? I wonder why God. Amen. Has clipped them. Right. Yes, sir. You, yes, sir. Right. Real, sir. Amen. Well, two more points and I'm out your way. It's the only connection that is genuine. It's the only connection of divine care. It's the only connection that seeks to bring the best out of you. But it also is the only connection that keeps you clean. In the text. It says, now you are already clean through the word, which I have spoken to you. Now, again, a good gardener will realize that you don't just water your plants just to provide them with moisture. You water your plants also to wash away debris and insects, preach pastor. And you see, the thing is, is that, 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 that we, we don't understand the value of the word. He says, the word, and, and I put in my, my notes, please note that he didn't say a fresh word. I'm going to get me a fresh word. He didn't even say a rima word. Preach by yourself, pastor. He didn't say a dreamed up word. I wish I had a witness here. He didn't even say a word of human construct. No, the word that keeps us clean is the word already spoken. Preach by yourself, Pastor. Amen. Already spoken. And when you look at that in the parsing of of spoken, it's in the perfect tense. And listen, stop being duped and gullible by folk giving you this idea of a fresh revelation. Am I talking to anybody here? God has already said what he said. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. He's already spoken. Amen. Maybe I can help somebody here. You remember when Jesus was in the wilderness and the devil was tempting him? Y'all remember that? And it's interesting that when Jesus countered the devil's statement, he didn't say, well, uh, let me give you a fresh word. He said, it is written. Now y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all go get it in a minute. It's already been said. I wish I had a witness here. You don't have to search for something new. Just listen and adhere to what's already been said. And and, and the thing is, when he says you are clean, already clean by the word, already, but you are, it's in the present tense, it means a continuous cleaning. How many know the word will keep you clean? If I had some Bible students here, they could tell you all scripture. It's given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man, woman of God may be thoroughly furnished unto every good work. Now let me back that up. It's good for doctrine. The word will tell you what is right. You don't need to call your friend, your boo, your ace, nobody. Amen. Open up your Bible. It'll tell you what is right. It's for reproof. It'll tell you when you're not right. Do I have anybody ever had the word tell you you weren't right? Then it'll tell you how to get right. Am I talking to anybody here? And then if you hang around, it'll tell you how to stay right. Why? So that you are equipped for whatever life throws your way. I need somebody here who survived because the word equipped you. Because the word thoroughly furnished you. Well, my last feeble point is that it is not only the only connection that is genuine uh, and the only connection of divine care and the only connection uh, that seeks to bring the best out of you and the only connection that keeps you clean, but it's the only connection that you should never abandon. Key word is abide. Abide in me. Stay. Remain. Take seriously. Let me say it again. Stay. Remain. Take seriously. Have you ever wondered how some folk can be in church one moment? And the next moment, they call in the psychic line. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not in Detroit. Have you ever wondered how some folk can be a Christian one moment and then want to pick up some strange ideology the next moment? Preach, Pastor. Pastor. Have you ever wondered how some folk will come to good good hope and and be blessed by the preaching and the teaching and all of the, the groups, but yet one minute they are here and the next minute they're at the kingdom hall. Preach by yourself, pastor. It's only because we don't have any staying power. The thing is, you need to stay, remain, and take seriously. That is in the aorist tense and it is a tense of decision. You have gotta decide that you're gonna stick with Jesus. I say you have to decide that you're gonna stick with Jesus. Well why should you stick with him? Because the text says without me you can do nothing. Wait a minute, Pastor. I got a lot going on in my life. Well, if it's not with Jesus, it's just a lot of nothing. Yeah. Preach by yourself, Pastor. Amen. Don't you know who I am? Yes, but if it's without Jesus, it's just, I need some brave folk in here. It's just a whole lot of nothing. Amen. Because when you abide, it gives you value, it gives value to everything in your life. Yes, sir. If your value, Uh, that you're seeking is only found within the confines of the church house. Then you're missing what discipleship is all about. Because it gives value to your job. It gives value to whatever you do in life that it ends up having kingdom value. And then it impacts your prayer life. It impacts your prayer life because the more Jesus you have, and the more words you have, amen, the more your prayers will be in alignment with God's will. Do I have a witness here? I said, the more Jesus you have, and the more words you have, the more your prayers will be in alignment with God's will. You see, uh, uh, your abiding shapes your asking. You can tell folk who aren't stuck with Jesus, they ask crazy stuff. But when you abide in him and he abides in you, amen, you can ask what you will and it shall be done. But then it ensures fulfillment in your life. It ensures that you'll bear fruit in your life. I know you already know, uh, but speaking in tongues is not a fruit. You can imitate speaking in tongues. Laying hands on folk is not a fruit. You can fake that. I wish I had a witness here. Amen. Uh, Falling out is not a fruit. You can have uh, and learn how to do that. But you can't fake what has to come from the inside. When the Holy Ghost is on the inside, you can't fake love, and you can't fake joy, you can't fake peace, and you can't fake long-suffering, and you can't fake goodness, and you can't fake faith, and you can't fake meekness and self-control. I don't know about you, but I'm determined to walk with Jesus yes i am yes i am i am determined to walk with jesus yes i am yes i am through trials and tribulations persecutions i'm determined to walk with jesus can you help me close right here look at somebody and say neighbor Neighbor, some folk would rather have houses and lands Some folk choose silver and gold These things they treasure and forget about their souls But neighbor, I've decided I will y'all ain't hearing me My choice, neighbor, the road is rough, the going gets tough, and the hills are hard to climb, but I started out, oh y'all ain't hearing me, I started out a long time ago, and there is no doubt in my mind, I've decided to make Jesus my choice. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Ye are the branches. Listen, no matter what other connections you have, the connection that really matters is what you have in Christ Jesus. That's the connection that really matters. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.